Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. a final from American Family Field and the results again are good a Brewers 7 to 4 victory Woodruff at the front Hader at the back end and they get it done and welcome in everybody it is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove there's the Polish pipe bomb Jeff Orlowski my name is Tim Allen and the Brewers Go to their high water mark yet again, nine games over 500, and back to that first place tie in the National League Central as uh, their offense breaks out for seven runs on just a bunch of homers and slugging percentage. No, that didn't happen. It was a bunch of walks. I mean, that would. Uh, that would that would be one of those games in which if it were Brewer pitchers walking all those guys, I'd lose my mind. I would absolutely lose my mind. But on the other end of this, as you know, that's the epitome of small ball, isn't it? <laughs> Where you don't even get the ball into play, but yet you're moving runners across home plate anyway at all is is the way it goes here until the Brewers can offensively number one get going and number two get healthy. But they're finding a way to get this thing done, guys. They really are. We'll get to uh, our highlights. We'll get to Craig Council throughout the show. And just in, in a manner of conversation here, it's, in, it's interesting that, you know, we're so, I shouldn't say so deep into the season, but we're deeper into the season. And, and you wonder if this is what we're going to expect now for the rest of the summer. When, when you take a look at... Uh, you know, nine games over 500, had the dry spell there in, in May, but, you know, you're finding a way to uh, continue great pitching. Uh, a timely hitting, I, I guess the hitting is coming around a little bit, but is this what we are to expect the rest of the summer? I say yes, and I say it's it's going to be a fun summer of, of scoreboard watching. You know, you've got, uh, again, uh, a team that has now won 12 of their last 14. And I think I, I had a conversation earlier today with a, uh, a Cubs fan, and, and they were saying, you know, it was all knee-jerk by this, this dude. It was all knee-jerk. And, and he said, we have, the, we have just great pitching. We have the, the, 
I said, you're not going to compare the Cubs starting rotation to the Brewers, are you? You're, you're really not going to go there. Oh, we would just take I, all day long. I'd take the Cubs pitching. No, that's not, that's just nonsense. By the end of the phone call, I had to uh, rearrange his, uh, his philosophy there. Because this, Brandon Woodruff, seven innings of two-run baseball. When you're in a situation where you throw seven innings of two-run baseball and your ERA goes up, it tells you what kind of position you're in here. This is June 11th now, folks. It, I mean, we're, we're mid-June. It's, it's official to call it mid-June now. And, and they, um, again, I, I don't know if much is going to change in terms of how this team is, is uh, assembled right now. Now, you could say, you know, they're going to hit a little bit better because there's nowhere to go but up. Okay, I get it. I do. But you also have to consider this, that that front office may make a move to bring in a bat, to bring in some lumber. And so I do expect this to continue all summer long. Do you? And that's what we'll talk about tonight. 414-799-1250, at American Family Field to witness this 7-4 victory. And, you know, again, it, it was the Brewers' offense just like yesterday. They just go dormant for a while, hang in there, hang in there, hang in there until you finally break free a little bit. And they did it via the, the, the eye, really. And th- those were great at-bats to be as patient as this offense was in in that seventh inning was was pretty impressive it it really was six walks in that in that seventh inning one intentional i'll give him that but six walks in the inning you have to i mean discredit the uh pittsburgh pirates uh pitching staff but certainly you have to credit the brewers offense for being as patient and waiting these things out and i'll tell you uh christian yelich came up with a big hit today he did that was a huge Huge hit in this game. Uh, 414-799-1250 if you want to uh, join the conversation. That is really, um, as the days go by, guys, each and every game, each and every situation, each and every series, each and every weekend, all of this plays into more solidification that this organization or this team this year will be standard in competing in the Central. And maybe even more than that. I mean, it, it, are they going to be more than just competitors in the Central? They might be. When you when you consider getting through this, they're game four of a 16-game run without a day off. Yeah, that, so you, you could make the argument by looking around baseball and check out some win-loss records that, you know, they're a little bit more than just winning the Central, three or four or five games over 500. They're now nine games over 500. A, every win, telling you guys, every win is a huge victory for this for this team this year. I, and I don't care who they're playing. I really, really don't. It, it's not keeping pace. It's getting wins. Keep keep pace. Uh, you know, as as fans, we can look at the scoreboard and look at records. But as a team, just m- spin the dial to the next to the next day. Just get into the next day, get into the next game, get into the next situation, and continue to try to improve. And that really comes down to the offense. It, it, it just, and we're all well aware of that. Just make sure you have enough run production, and the run production has been better. 
I mean, you're looking at the last, uh, you know, seven to 10 to 12 calendar days, uh, maybe 10 or 12 games in which, and maybe even a tick more than that, in which the offense is starting to, to, to hold their end of the bargain. <clears throat> we kind of knew, we kind of thought that the offense would improve a little bit. And they are. Uh, but is it to where, where we want them to be? I, I don't think it's all the way there yet. And there still are some moving parts here that, you know, need to get going. They got to figure out what they're going to do on a regular basis without Travis Shaw. You know, they're not going to be without uh, with Lorenzo Kane until at least July 1st. You're going to have to get Colton Wong. That was good news today. Craig Council say, saying that, uh, you know, Colton Wong will be back, you know, on the next road trip. So that's just a smattering of days here and get through Cincinnati after Pittsburgh here. So, all of those are good things, and do you consider this team to be you know, basically in this situation all summer long? That's the way I'm looking at it. I mean, they're going to take it day by day. We can look at it a little bit bigger bigger picture. 414-799-1250. Woody goes seven innings today, allows a couple of runs, a couple of solo home runs, and that was it as the Brewers get the 7-4 to four victory and Josh Hader locks in save number 15 on the season. And uh, I guess we're going to at some point, maybe over the weekend, have the conversation about attendance. Is is that about what you expected on a Friday night where capacity is you know not expanded 100% yet? They did it down at Wrigley today, and, and unfortunately the, the Cubs – you know, accidentally ran into a couple of long balls and came back and won. But, you know, you close your eyes and swing and miss and uh, or swing, and, and sometimes the bat will hit the ball. Uh, 414-799-1250. Get into uh, our game recap here. Brandon Woodruff on eight pitches, and that first inning sets him down in order. Brewers a two-out walk in the bottom half by Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich, my goodness, drawing walks. I mean, it is it is amazing how many walks he is drawing these days, and and thus the on base percentage where it's at. A- at some point, he's going to come through with a little bit of a run with some slug. It's coming. It is coming. I mean, when you think about what uh, some of these players have gone through here since 2019. 60 games last year, just over 60 games this year, and not even a full season. It's, it, these guys have not played a full season of baseball collectively since 2019. I'm not making excuses for the offense. I'm just, I'm just telling you. You know, in, in Yelich's uh, regard here, he's drawn some walks, and that is almost a lock that a streak is coming. Almost. It's about as close as a guarantee you can get to a streak coming. And it, and it did uh, later on in the game, as we'll find out. Uh, Pirates get on the board in the second inning off the bat of Ben Gamble. Are you kidding me? One zip into the bottom of the second inning. Brewers bounce right back to take the lead, scoring a couple of runs in that second inning tonight. Leadoff bloop double by Narvaez. And when you look at what happened to Jace Peterson yesterday, with a, a, a bloop, a two-run, two-out base hit, a, a big pivotal moment in that game yesterday, you're starting to see a little luck go the Brewers' way as well offensively. 
So you get that Omar uh, leadoff bloop double. Willie uh, Adamas then a ground ball to the left side. Ouch. It holds that runner right there at second base. Jace Peterson then draws a walk to put two on, one out, and it's set up JBJ. Now raise your hand if you really, really were confident that JBJ was going to come through in that situation. First and second, one out early in the game, runner in scoring position, your chance to tie this game up. Uh, If you really thought that JBJ was going to come through, my hand was on on my Mountain Dew, I I think, about that point. Uh, But he did come through. Here's how it sounded on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Jackie to right. That's down. Omar Narvaez is going to be sent around third. Here comes the play. The plate not in time. We're tied. And there it was. We got a tie ball game at 1-1. All right. So what do you do now? You want the uh, crooked number here? Uh, By the way, that was a good send by Jason Lane there. First and third for Woody. Now, I'll tell you, in that situation, first and third, one in, one out. My my gut was telling me to uh, believe it or not. And, Pipe Bomb, you know about my small ball philosophy a little bit. Yes, sir. My gut in that situation, and I, I really can't put my finger on why, but my gut was to say let Woody swing away. And so shut my mouth because he did lay one down and it actually played it a run, not just move the runner to second base, but it played it the go-ahead run. Let's see what Craig Council does here with Woodruff. Squaring. Bunting is a good punt. Peterson going to try and score. DeYoung, a late decision to throw to first. And the Brewers squeeze home a run. Boy, what a jump that Peterson was. Yeah, Jace Peterson got up to third base. Two to one, they take the lead. And again, if you guys want to jump in here, 414-799-1250. If you're just joining us, started the show with asking uh, if, if, if we can assume by now if this is the way it's going to be the rest of the summer, I know a lot can happen. I, I get all that. We can play the what if game all, all day long, but is this the way it's going to be with, with your recognition of the central, your recognition of what the brewers are doing offensively with the pitching staff, with potential moves during the trade season next month, coming up, all those things to stir it into a little bit of a brewer uh, pot here. And, and if you think we've got enough to go on that this will be happening all summer long, I'm not, I'm not just saying winning 12 of every 14. I'm just saying, you know, stay in this thing and, you know, compete in a pennant race in the central and scoreboard watching and all that. I think I've seen enough now, especially with this, with this offense, uh, you know, starting to come around. And that's not the determining factor here for me, at least. The offense starting to come around with the run production. I don't care how – kick the ball to the outfield. I don't care how you score runs, but just score runs. That's the determining factor for me that this last couple of weeks, the, the Brewers' offense is just finding a way for sure. Two to one. Woody, a quick one, two, three, top of the third inning. I'm not sure he even threw a pitch in that third inning and got three outs. A two-out walk by Avi in the bottom of the third inning. Omar with a base hit. He's going to first and third him, but Omar, as they try to pin Avi at third, Omar tries to stretch it into second base. He is thrown out. Thought 
that might have been a little bit of a turning point in this game. It did settle the game down. Neither team scored in the fourth inning. JBJ had a walk in that fourth inning. One for one with an RBI and a walk for Jackie Bradley Jr. in his first at a- two ABs. Okay. He's on fire. <laughs> he is on fire. We'll take it. Fifth inning. Uh, leadoff double. Here's a little bit of a turning point right here. Woody, a uh, fifth inning leadoff double given up. Then a ground ball moves him over. There he is at third base in a two-to-one game. Infield comes in for Craig Council. I thought that was interesting. I mean, you're talking the fifth inning here, guys. Is What kind of message is that to your offense here? You're up by one run. You play the infield in, in the fifth? Okay. In they go, but Woody takes care of that next batter by himself, a big strikeout, and then the infield goes back, he gets a ground out, and they get out of that. That was a little bit of a turning point for me. One-out double by Vogelback in that bottom of the fifth inning. Those of you, and I know I'm throwing a lot out there at you, those of you that are into this pace of play thing, which I'm starting to catch fire on a little bit, You get nine pitches thrown by this uh, Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher. Vogelback is just doing his thing, fouling off and battling. Well, after the ninth pitch, we're going to have a mound visit. Ketrick's going to go out there. This was not strategy. That wasn't strategy. That was give the the pitcher a little break. He's a little tuckered out here. You want pace of play? You want more offense? Stop that nonsense. You're going to finish this A-B. Well, on the next pitch, Vogelback then doubles – And then you have a mound visit from the pitching coach. Again, you want more offense? Make that dude pitch. All right, Yelly then uh, deep fly out to left. Avi with a ground ball. A hundred pitches on the other side for the Pirates into the sixth inning. Two to one Brewers. Woody touched up for a run in that sixth inning. Uh, with a couple of men out and a full count to Polanco. He turns on 97 and ties the game. 2-2, 2-2, 75 pitches uh, for Woody through six innings of work. Three up, three down for the crew in that sixth inning. Into that seventh inning, and Woody, one, two, three. Does he come back? A great play by Urias to end that frame, by the way, defensively. Just under 90 pitches for Woody through seven innings. Just a couple of runs given up. Do you bring him back? No, because you had a pinch hitter. After one out, Robertson works a walk. Urias then a base hit. Vogelback then works a walk to load him up. And with just that one out for Christian Yelich, and I'm telling you guys, oh boy, Yelly, we've been waiting for this for a while. Ground ball towards the middle. Robertson's in. Urias is in, streaking to second with a double as Christian Yelich Brewers have the lead. Oh, what a big hit for Yelly. Hadn't had many opportunities this year with the bases loaded, but he came through there on a 3-1 count. Oh, man, uh, American Family Field just going crazy there, 17,000-plus. It was a huge hit for Christian Yelich, and he needed that. The team needed that. He's right in the mix there of a – barrage of base runners and just the one out couldn't be more pleased with that double right there was it a true double a slug double Eh, okay again as I said earlier Brewers start starting offensively to get a little luck on their side some bloops falling in you get a double there may get Christian going 
4-2. They take the two-run lead, and they're not done yet. They intentionally walk Omar Narvaez, and that reloads the bases. Um, that was a strikeout uh, to Avi prior to the intentional walk. Um, but with two outs, it uh, brought up Willie Adamas, and he draws another walk. Holmes battling here, 3-0. and And he just walked him on four straight to force him another run. The fourth walk of the inning. And Derek Shelton has seen enough. Yeah, there's going to be more walks. Stick around. Uh, the free pass with the bases juice for Adamas. Brewers up 5-2. Then it brought up Jace Peterson. He does the same thing. Bases loaded, free pass. And that one's too high. Peterson waited an extra beat just to make sure Brewers had another run to make it 6-2. The fourth run crosses the plate. 6-2, Brewers have the lead. Then it brings up JBJ. They bat around. He works. Yeah, you guessed it, a bases loaded walk. And that's ball four. Four straight walks have netted three additional runs for Milwaukee. And another free pass gets the run. Seven to two. Three consecutive bases loaded walks. And Robertson strikes out to finally end that frame. They send 11 men to the plate, scoring five runs in the seventh inning, just two hits and six walks. One intentional. Into the eighth inning. Hobie Milner in for the eighth inning. No Devin Williams there with all those runs. Two-out error does hurt the crew there. Luis Urias with the error and then a home run. A two-run job. He makes it 7-4. to four. you got to get Josh Hader up. Uh, by the way, the Brewers do get their 11th walk in that bottom of the eighth inning. 7-4, and Josh knocks him down in the ninth inning for his 15th save. 7-9-9, 12-50. Have you seen enough to expect this all summer? That's what we're discussing tonight. We'll hear from Craig Council coming up in just a little while as uh, 11 walks drawn by the Brewers' offense. I don't care how they cross the plate. It's run production. Let's uh, uh, kick things off here with Todd. Todd, have you seen enough that uh, we can expect this all summer? Howdy, boys. And yes, we can. And yes, we will. Um What a wonderful game tonight, and I believe uh, that with with Adamas coming over, uh, they got the continuity back that they lost with uh, the Arcia trade. Um, Arcia was, uh, I think, kind of one of the backbones of that uh, team, Uh, but Adamas is a stronger backbone. And, uh, Timmy, yeah, they are there. I really really believe it. and as far as, uh, you know, maybe a midseason trade, I was talking to Pipe Bomb and we were talking about some things. And uh, I believe, I would say run, you know, run what you brung right now and maybe trade like a Jace Peterson or uh, uh, one of the other guys in the outfield because we're stacked with outfielders, maybe for a, a reliever. But, uh, you know, everybody's like, well, maybe a first baseman or a third baseman, mm-hmm. but. You know, I, I think Shaw's going to come back, and I'm a, I'm right now I'm a run with what you brung. I really am. Yeah, we're we're going to find out. All right, so the answer is yes to you, Todd. As always, thanks. Seven nine nine twelve fifty to Dave. Dave, can we expect this? Have you seen enough to expect this uh, all summer long? No, 
Not yet. You know, I, I, Tim. Yep, not yet. Then for you, right? No, not yet. Here's here's my thing. Just on the last call. Well, we get Travis Shaw back. So what? He's hitting one <laughs> one eighty, one ninety. I mean, I, we're getting it done with all these one ninety hitters. We we got Tyrone Taylor, who is hitting two twenty, which stinks on ice, but it's seventy points higher than Jackie Bradley Jr. I take away what he did tonight. I really don't care about what he did tonight. You know, the fact of the matter is the guy's a stiff. And don't give me this, oh, but he's a great outfielder. I watched him last week stumbling around in the outfield, mm-hmm. missing balls. He's, he's just overrated. And, and if we're going to get somebody, we need somebody to hit, give Tyrone Taylor a shot. Number two, we, we have an option at first base if they'll pull the trigger and sign him, and that's Ryan Braun. It is. You know, yeah. I, I watched that error by Urias today. I was at the game, and and the, my first thought was, Vogelback, get your lard butt and move it. He he didn't even move for the ball. You know, he he, he if he, he's like uh, Don Money back in the day, if the ball isn't near him, he isn't going to get it. <laughs> so you know, Don Money was a great fielder when the ball was close, you but when he had to move for a ball. He was horrible. And again, we're talking about a two twenty hitter. Um, I just I just think that, you know, if we're gonna get a two twenty hitter and we get Braun to hit two twenty, I'd rather have that two twenty than, you know, what we're dealing with now. You know, uh and I do wanna say this, Tim. I was one of the biggest, staunchest opponents of the Adamas trade. I thought it was dumb. I thought it was, you know, you gave up on Arias too quickly. And, you know, I am going to tell you right now, I am sold on this guy. This guy is what's turned everything around so far. 15, and if my numbers are correct, 15 and 4 since they acquired him. Right. So, and let's talk about Hobie for a minute. He's not bad. You know, even even though he gave up a home run, his ERA went down below 1.5. So those were 200 runs. And, you know, again, get your fat butt off the base yeah, and right. get the ball. All so, right, Dave. Dave, I, I appreciate the call. And, and, and I, I will agree with you on some of the things. And these, these batting averages are one of them. I've had a problem yep. with that from the start. I, I just I, – it's, it's hard to fathom some of these batting averages and on-base percentages. But – I, I will say this, that though, that despite that, Dave, they are nine over five hundred. I don't care that, who they're amazing. playing. But isn't that a good sign, and uh, that better things are to come? Jim, can I point out one last thing? Sure. Those four straight walks. Do you know how many swings those guys took? <laughs> Not many, if any. Zero. From Narvaez. On four walks in a row, not one batter. Yeah, they didn't the swing ball. until Robertson got back up there, a second AB. Right, right. So that's. that's uh, but isn't uh, that such a in, a in a weird way though, Dave? Isn't that isn't that more solidification that they should do this all summer because their offense cannot simply get any worse? Well, that that is true. I, I'd I mean, have to agree with that. To me, it has to, and and it is. Dave, thanks for the call, man. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, it, it it is, 
improving as we speak. It is. I mean, it's, they went through the home run streak where they had 16 or 17 home runs in the span of you know, five or six games, whatever it was. There's the, the, the run production, and, and see this, I, I'm not sure if I like that term at all because it's, it's sort of, it's sort of uh, acquiescing to the sabermetric world of baseball. It, it sort of is, and, and in some regard, it's, it's true because the bottom line is, is to produce runs. So run production is a, a valid term here, but it's just so not baseball to me. It's just, it's just, it just doesn't sound right to me. But point being, they're scoring more runs. And that's the thing, if they do. And here's a conversation I had earlier today uh, with the boys on the big show. And, and my point was, we can expect the pitching staff, in, in terms of the starters, to come down a little bit. I, it's much the same philosophy as we say the offense can't get any worse. These guys can't get much better on, on the rotation side of things. So will they come back down a little bit and take a few lumps here and there? Of course they will. They're going to. It's just the way. It's just the nature of the beast in baseball. But at that same point, does the offense pick up? Do they mesh? Does it gel right there? Do they pass the baton at the same time? That could prove to be the telltale sign of why this team is going to compete all summer long. I've seen enough. To, to, to say that this, this is what we can expect all summer long in the Central for sure, if not in baseball competing or in the National League. 799-1250, do you see it the same way? Dave's about maybe 20% there, but the answer totally is no. It's, it's yes for me based on a lot of different factors. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. They get it done today, 7-4 the final. They take game one of the three-game set and go to their high watermark, nine over. We'll be right back, 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on The Fan. Call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM, The Fan. 7-4 final in a walk fest tonight, but who cares? Run production, right? They put up seven. They get the win. Woody on the mound at the front end. Hater on the mound at the back end. And welcome back in Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Let's get to you guys. Have you seen enough that we can expect this all summer? I've seen enough to me to know that uh, there'll be some variations of what we've already been through. So you get this great pitching. They're going to let up just a little bit. But at that same time, does the offense start picking things up? And it looks like the offense is picking things up a little bit. It, it really does. And then the numbers bear that out as well. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. All right, uh, let's get to uh, BJ. BJ, you're next on the fan. What's what's happening? What's up? Have you seen enough? I mean, honestly, I think we are missing Ryan Braun. Missing who? Ryan Braun. What's it going to take? I think Ryan Braun's not going to hit less than 260 playing first base in a platoon with Daniel Vogelbach. 
no doubt. And it'll be a heavy dose of left-handers he'll be facing. Right. And also, you get Braun, that's an insurance policy if Yelich goes down with the back again. True. True. Right? No. D- uh, okay, so you're, you're saying Braun's the, the key here? Oh, I think Braun, I mean, we saw Braun hit in uh, clutch situations in the previous seasons. Yep, yep. Right? Well, you tell me why Ryan Braun would be in a batting cage. I mean, you don't think? Oh, I know. He's got, oh, you know. I do know. He's coming back next next month. You think? Of course. What kind of payment do you think that's going to cost, though? I, I said it the other day. I'd give him a couple million for two months. I'd give him right? a million a month. After the All-Star break? Yep. Why not? That's the thing. That's a veteran Have guy. Have you seen these couple. batting averages on this team? Ain't no way Ryan Braun's going to do worse than some of these guys. Not a chance. You, you keep testing down until we get to DH next year and you get Braun to hit 260. There you go. That's a good plan. I hadn't thought of that. I really, right? BJ, thanks, thanks for the call. I, haven't, I hadn't thought of that, that you know, they may institute with the new CBA, the, the universal DH, and that does turn things a little different because there's a little bit of a log jam in terms of Keston Hira and uh, second base and, and Urias is, and Colton Wong, and that's interesting. And because I think Keston probably was targeted to go back to second base after Wong cleared, but then they got Urias, and then he, is he the shortstop, or now he's the second base, and then, you know, so the, then they get Adamas. I mean, there's, there's all sorts of moving parts there. Bottom line is, okay, so Braun, Braun is the key. Uh, we'll go to Scott. Scott, you're next on the fan. Here we are, June 11th. They're nine over 500. Uh, uh, underachieving offense, I think collectively you could say, through June 11th. Uh, lately yeah. been better. Pitching's been good. Do you expect to see this all summer long? Well, I expect the, um, I expect the offense to get better by far. And let me break this down into, like, golf terms. So let's say there's you, you're playing four rounds of golf in a tournament every weekend, and you're playing four quarters of mm-hmm. baseball. You know, so you said you're always going to have your ups and downs. If you're chasing somebody like, like Dustin Johnson is right now mm-hmm. in the tournament, He's chasing somebody. You you might have a bad hole or a good hole. You're gonna lose one. You're gonna gain one back. You know, you just you just gotta ride it out. Yeah. Like, be strong. Be strong. I I loved what that last guy said about Braun. Oh, I would do that in a second. Bring him well, back. I, I think they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. But you, you you get what I'm saying, like, you know, you got to break it down into quarters. You got to ride it out. You know, this series we have to take like three out of four easily in this series. There's no reason they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Well, they they've got their their guys on the hill. That's that's for sure. Yeah, All right, Scott. Exactly. The, yep. Thank thanks for the call. Yeah. And there will be some some downs on the pitching staff side of things. I, I mean, of course, I, I, I'm not a Jeff. I'm not a genius here to say that 
this pitching. When you say come back down to earth, okay, that, that I think is misunderstood a little bit. I, I don't know if there's a different way we can put it. Uh, will, will, they, will they give up a few runs here and there and have a little bit of a little rough patch? And rough is up to interpretation. I mean, you got a guy that had a little rough patch today. His ERA went up. He went seven innings, allowed two runs. His ERA climbed. I mean, I mean so, so rough is, is up to interpretation. But, you know, the pitching at some point is going to be challenged. How's that? But at that same time, if the offense is going to pick up at that same time, and that's key, the timing of this is very key, then, then you should expect this all summer. Yeah, they're, the Brewers aren't going anywhere. It's going to be a dogfight all year long, nine games over, high water mark. You know, they are not going to sit there and ever be out of this race. It, it doesn't appear. And, and so, and that's the question. We're, have we seen enough to expect this? Well, they Hell did lose yeah. 13. They lost 13 to 17 in one stretch this year. Yeah, but we've seen Woody Burns, Peralta, and Hauser sometimes. Well, Hauser though, you give me you give me my fourth guy in the rotation a three and a half ERA, and I'll take that all day long. I will take that and run with it for every year in baseball. My four guy is is a three and a half ERA. And that's about what Adrian Hauser has been doing. It doesn't look pretty at times, and I think that's the aesthetic thing with Hauser is that, you know, it, it just he, he's not electric like uh, a 150, what is uh, Woody at now, 152 ERA. It's not Freddie Peralta on this run and is a two and a quarter and, and, you know, burns and a wipeout slider. But he gets the job done. Five innings, a couple of runs given up. Goes four and two-thirds a run given up. I mean, in fact, uh, if you go back, let's see, 5, 10, 15, and a third. Uh, Adrian Hauser, in his last 15 and one-third innings pitch, has given up two runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, so th- that part of it, those collective four, you know, and Brett Anderson, I mean, he's going to have to get his stuff together. He knows that. It's a 499 ERA. I mean, he's going to have to improve. But, but he's you know, a Eric Lauer hasn't been horrible. But those front four are going to let up just a little bit, is my point. Yeah, and but at that same time, the offense uh, hopefully will pick it up. Well, let me put this in terms that um, that me and Daniel Vogelbach uh, understand. When you eat steak every single day, and you got three days of just premium fillet with Woody and Corbin and mm-hmm. Peralta. And then all of a sudden on day four, you're you know somebody shoves a, a plate of spaghetti in front of you. You and know, it could be good spaghetti, but it's still spaghetti. It's still spaghetti. It ain't steak, but it's not bad. It's better than eating ramen. You know, so it's still good, but it ain't what you had. You know, the day before. So, but you know, like you said, if you if your fourth starter has a three and a half ERA. Oh, you're having one hell of a good season. Yeah, and and it's a it's a great menu. Yes, uh, to, yes, to sir. Keep, keep that term going. Uh, Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh, Big Ron out east on the Odyssey app. What do you say, buddy? Thanks for taking my call, Tim. You got it. Um, you know, I I think they can do it. I think they have shown me enough. They got three, you know, like Cy Young contenders. 
And like you said, Hauser has been more than adequate. And, you know, a five-pitcher is a five-pitcher. You know, that's a rotating spot. You just yep. throw whoever's, you know, in there and you get them. And uh, um, so, but, hey, I've been telling I've been telling you all, I've been calling in all year and saying, bet the first five under when Woody pitches, and that hit again today. Again, yes, it did. Again today. It's just, it's it's lost two, two times all year. It's been a mortal lock. But I got a special treat for you. You know, my wife is a big fan of yours, and if it's okay, I'd like to put her on the phone. Shoot, yeah, what's her name? Her name is Camellia, like the flower. Camellia? All right. Camellia. All right. Here we go. Yep. Hi, Tim. It's Camellia. I love your name, Camellia. I've never heard Thanks. that before. Yeah, it's a flower, actually. It's um, the Alabama <laughs> it state flower. It's found in California. Okay, let me tattle on your on your husband there a little bit. That dude, and you may know this, but I don't know. Uh, that dude called me about a month ago just obliterated were you you aware of this man code timmy i'm not surprised surprised. you know he lives in new jersey now but he's like a diehard wisconsin born bred Um, and he did a transplant because of me so um the fact that he is still so diehard wisconsin you know we love it um we live in new jersey but he has a room in our sunroom and he's turned it into a total man cave where it's like badger and packer gear and brewer gear and it's like all this stuff and all my new jersey east coast friends come like oh my god this is amazing like look at this room it's like carpeting balances um memorabilia all over the room we have two tvs in there so you can watch the brewers and you know whatever other sports are playing at the same time. That is time. awesome. And, you know, be, because you, you guys are out east, I, I think this, in, in a way, this, you know, this, this new technology keeps us all closer a little bit. It, yeah. it really does. It's pretty cool. It's awesome. Yep. Camelia, great to meet you. And, and go give him a kiss right on his left ear for me, okay? His left ear? I don't yep. know why. <laughs> I don't That's either. creepy, Tim. But you hit the <laughs> jackpot with, uh, with Big Ron, Camelia. All right, thank you. Yeah, he's a good dude. All right, uh, 799-1250. What a treat. Absolutely. Big she Ron's sounded been, smoking. Yeah, Big Ron's been calling uh, for for some years now, and uh, that that's pretty cool. We want to get one more in here, maybe, maybe a little bit more, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. We'll see if we can get uh, this guy's uh, wife on the phone, too. Mike <laughs> from the South Side. What do you say, Mike? Boy, some very interesting callers tonight. <laughs> I wouldn't miss it for the world. You know, keep bringing the heat. We're on this roller coaster out of the COVID. How about these Wisconsin sports teams? We got Rogers Soap Opera. We got the Bucks, the Brewers. It's just crazy. We got Williams Hater. See you later. I mean, this is just crazy. It, well, it's good. It's, well, I mean, it's all. I know it's, it's great. It's, it's all good. I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm just wondering what Stearns is going to do next. That is key. And and, and Mike, uh, you know, I'm going to leave you at that. Quick, just one more, and I'll let you go. Shoot. I think if we can carry this to October playoffs, this town is going to go nuts. 
just go crazy, folks. All right, thanks yeah. for the call, Mike. This is key here. Um, and, and, and I said this as we embarked on this journey on Tuesday, and that is 33 games in 34 days. Remember, Jeff, we had that conversation about, hey, man, this is going to determine a lot for the crew. And that's why I'm taking every game pretty, pretty as a pretty big situation Mm -hmm. about that. Absolutely. They're in in game four of a 16 game stretch right now, then the off day and then the stretch all the way to the uh, another 16 or 18, whatever it is, uh, right straight to the all-star break. And when we say, uh, is this going to happen all summer long? Well, this, this is key right here, right now. You don't get the rest days. You don't get that. That plays a part in this. Every team is, it, uh, has either gone through this or is going to go through this, this heavy dose of playing every day without a day off. The league uh, mandates that you can't play more than 21 straight days. I believe that's the rule. It's 21. Uh, and, and they're really pushing their limit on this. It's 33 of 34. This is key. The injuries play a part. The rest plays a part. The personnel and the management of the roster plays a huge role in this. Are we going to see some bounce back? We're seeing it now with a Patrick Weigel and Hobie Milner now up, and you can't rule out some of these other guys. Uh, Aaron Ashby moved to the bullpen yep. at AAA. I think that's in preparation for potentially – an appearance before the All-Star break, if need be. This is all key. I've se- I think I've seen enough. Um, but that offense, again, scoring runs is never a bad thing. Let's keep that in mind. Six walks in that seventh inning tonight. I'm not going to complain about scoring runs. Just like Craig Council isn't going to uh, complain about home runs and scoring only on the long ball. You remember that a couple of years ago. And he was it was almost... He was almost a little testy about it, too. What, are you guys going to get on me? It's not such a bad thing for scoring uh, runs on homers. It's not such a bad thing either to score runs on a, on a safety squeeze with your pitcher and a bat in the hand. It's not such a bad thing to be patient at the plate and take the walks when these knuckleheads can't throw strikes. Yeah, absolutely. All, all of that plays a part, and, and all of that is in a stretch, long, long story short, or shorter, um, it's it, it's all playing a part in this stretch right here, right now. Well, that's why the seven innings that you got from Woody tonight were so important. You're in this stretch with no days off. The only bad thing that happened tonight was Holby giving up those two runs because that meant that Josh Hader had to throw 18 pitches in a game, you know, that he probably shouldn't have had to come into. But... Uh, you know, you get seven strong. And the great thing that I loved about this start from Woodruff, he only had five Ks, but he goes seven strong and he was under 100 pitches for the game. Yeah. Efficient. Yeah. Give me efficient over high strikeout numbers eight days a week. Yes, and and he's been more on the attack a little bit. I think there's been some balls in play. What did he throw in the first inning? Seven or eight pitches? He had the third inning, which yep. was like, I don't know, was it five? Uh, yeah, don't blink. You'll miss it. <laughs> I, did, I know that. I, I, it's, just, it's just crazy. All right, 799-1250. Get some more of your reaction here. It's June 11th. They're 9 over 500. They won 12 of 14. And the 12 of 14 is a nice stat, and I like to throw that out there. But when you're in, in, in a stretch of 33 and 34, 
I think you do take it a little more game by game and, and sort of wipe that thing away a little bit. It's nice to have some fun and celebrate those types of numbers for sure. But from a team uh, regard to stay in this thing, take it day by day because, uh, boy, the Cubs, I, I think the only way the Cubs get their role slowed is when they face Woody Burns and Peralta. That'll shut them up. That'll shut them down. Uh, 799-1250, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and Union Grove 7-4 final. We'll be back here from Craig Council, 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. 7-4 the final, and earmark this, uh, Omar Narvaez with a uh, couple of more hits. He is quietly putting together a fine season offensively. He really is, and he's probably uh, the least talked about individual in this offense. So we'll dedicate some time maybe over the weekend to get to that. Um, let's, uh, let's squeeze in uh, Big Rig. Adam, what's going on, dude? Uh, have you seen enough uh, to say that the Brewers will be in, in a similar situation, you know, for the most part the rest of the summer? Hey, Tim, yeah. I mean, I think at this point we know how they're capable of overcoming certain injuries. Um, and like you said, the pitching will probably take a little bit of a step back here and there from time to time, only because what they're doing feels unsustainable. Mm-hmm. I'll have to see how it goes the rest of the summer, I guess. But, yeah, I always feel good. I always feel like they're in a game. I, I've, For the most part, when the first pitch is thrown, it feels like they got a chance to win that day. And that's really what I think this team has gotten itself to the point of, where, yeah, they, they went through their stretch where nobody was hitting, the injuries piled up, and they fell all the way down to two below five hundred, and now they've worked their way back up real quickly to where they're at now, season high, and it feels good every time out, and that's what you're looking for, I think, and, and that's what you hope to see as a, as a fan of this team. So, yeah, I'll keep you here, but there's been some good luck, too. You're seeing some flares start to fall in a little bit. You're seeing an infield single here or there, um, and, and I think the timing, for example, and, and I don't know if they lined it up this way, but – the example, taking two of three in Cincinnati. Well, their two starters in the front two games of that were, were sinker ballers in, in uh, Hauser and Anderson. That, that, the Reds didn't hit a bunch of home runs in this series the, earlier this week. They didn't. And guess, guess who's going to be right back in there in the next Reds series? Now, Hauser's going to pitch, uh, from what I understand, here on Sunday. But, you know, it's that type of... Uh, luck that's starting to turn here for the Brewers. You're starting to see a little of that. My fear, on the other hand, Adam, is we need to buckle in and prepare. It's just the law of averages, and and it runs in cycles. There is going to be a very, very painful loss. Either, and I hate to predict this sort of thing, but it, you know, it's probably going to happen. In, in, a, in a defensive error, in a huge situation, maybe it's a Rios, you know. I mean, I don't trust him a whole hell of a lot 
hundred percent yet in in uh, throwing the baseball. Or hater, is he going to be perfect for the entire year? It's going to be something like that. So, you know, I'm just trying to mentally prepare myself for a tough loss at some point here. Yeah, no, I think you you have to realize that that will probably happen. This is baseball after all, but that's why it's all the more important to to win as many as you can so that if you suffer one or two of those along the way, they're not the ones that knock you, you know, into third place or all of a sudden back down to four games over 500 and then you're you're scrambling. So, yeah, that's going to happen. You're absolutely right. Uh, And I don't know when. We don't know when. But it's the inevitability of this game of baseball that we love so much. Uh, but yeah, that'll happen, and hopefully they can weather that storm when it comes to. Always a pleasure, man. Take it easy. We'll talk soon. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. You know the other thing I noticed, uh, American Family Field. You guys that that went to the game tonight. It, it it's seventeen thousand. Okay, and we're gonna open up here on the twenty uh, fifth. By the way, dollar hot dogs were just added to that day's bill. Hell yeah! That's, Sign me up. I know. I'll take twelve. Um, you know, I think I think it's just starting to catch a little bit. And I don't think it's there, and I don't want to knock anybody for not following uh, the Milwaukee Brewers like I do. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But collectively speaking, in the big moments of games, I've noticed here at home lately, the last couple of weeks especially, it's just starting to catch on here. In a, in a collective, and, and again, my barometer each and every year when the Brewers are doing well, it, uh, always my sisters. I've, I've got four sisters, and they could take or leave the Brewers when they're just an average season or an average team. But come August and September in some of these pennant race years, you know, it's, I'll you know, get a call or whatever, touch base at a family outing or gathering, and they'll say, well, hey, did you see that game? He... He should have left Brandon Woodruff in that game that day. You know, they get into it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's all the way there yet, Pipe Bomb, but I can hear it a little bit in 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 the fan base at American Family Field. You can hear it kind of brewing. Oh, absolutely. You know, I was sitting there, and I uh, after I got home from work in the morning show here today, you know, I flip on uh, MLB Network and Cubs Cardinals was on. And it, this was, you know, opening day 2.0 for the Cubs. And so they uh, first game with the full house. And, oh, my God, it was just, it was so nice to see, Tim. Uh, it The teams that have a full house now, I believe, have more of a home field advantage than they ever will. I don't think home field advantage in the playoffs, I think it matters. In the regular season, not so much. Uh, but uh, I think it definitely helps now. Yeah, that, that game at Wrigley today is an indicator of, you know, they, they, they've already matched up Brewers and Cubs nine times already this year. They've got another nine or ten uh, on the horizon here. And you can feel this little thing happening again. Yeah, it's unfortunate to me that they played each other so many times yep. already. I would have loved to seen it both at AmFam and at Wrigley with Full House. Uh, you know, that's that's where the excitement is. And, you know, obviously, granted, don't get me wrong, you know, the, the Brewers won all three of those series. So, mm-hmm. you know, so that was great for them. But, uh, but, yeah, it would be, you know, it would be nice to have more of those games with packed houses. 
you, you know, you, the, the longer this, I, I don't think, I don't think anyone runs away in the central. I, I really don't. And I think it's a three to four team race. I, I'm not going to count out that Reds team. And, and that's been well documented. We talked about that throughout the series uh, this past week, but and just you, you can hear the excitement building a little bit. You can feel the excitement building a little bit. But again, this is the stretch that determines that. If you can clear with the Bucks winning the NBA title this year, well, fingers crossed, um, and, and you clear that and, and you're not quite to, to, to Packers season, still the Aaron Rodgers dialogue is going on, I think you will see a, a, more of a center stage for this Brewers team, but I can hear it building now. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's sort of getting impressive. It's not just the attendance. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, the key moments of games in home games, I think, are critical. And, it, and it's in large part knowing that the Brewers are a decent team, number one. But it's also, it really is a credit to the, the knowledge of Brewer fans, knowing that this is a big moment in this game. And you're seeing reaction uh, a little more emotion uh, shown here as of late by the Brewers. You're seeing some fist pumps from Burns. You're seeing Freddie getting a big out and just, you know, going crazy. Brent Suter with a nice play by, I think it was Adamas the other day. Both those guys were celebrating. Uh, even Christian Yelich tonight when, when it was the 1-0 pitch, bases loaded, 1-0, he's in the driver's seat, and, and, and a bad call. And it goes 1-1 instead of 2-0. You saw a little bit of a a reaction from Yelich, and I like to see that. I, I love emotion in baseball. I, I, I don't think it's a gentleman's sport at all. I've heard that term over the years, mainly some many years ago. But I like emotion in baseball. I really do. I think it's healthy for the game. I think it's entertaining visually. I think it provides other storylines. Uh, and I can feel, I can feel it building uh, at, at – uh, the home ballpark here for sure. All right, let's get to uh, Craig Council. If you get, well, you want to get Mike in here so yeah. he doesn't have to yeah, hold let's, throughout. Yeah, let's squeeze in Mike real quick. What do you say, Mike? You're on the fan. Okay, you're hearing me all right? Yes, sir. Okay, this is really starting to get fun. We, uh, um, you talked, what are they going to do to get the team's offense going? Well, that trade looks like that helped an awful lot and. Adonis, man, let's hope he's a fine for a long time. Um, when uh, the pitcher laid down that perfect bunt, that was awesome. That yep. was, I was uh, thinking of you and, and thinking uh, about the days when Council played. That was beautiful. And this team, you know, we've been fans and, and dreaming and talking, you know, they're going to do it, they're going to do it. But you know what? This has got to be their year, and uh, you know I think they're. You know you got to give it to council. I I I think the guy I admire the way he coaches, because I think a lot. Of, I, I think he's teaching these guys. Um, sometimes maybe uh, maybe they have to lose a squeaker. That doesn't make sense, but I said it. Yeah, um, maybe though. Sometimes it does it, it it does get you back on track here a little bit. All right, Mike, I got a scoot. Um okay. uh, speaking of Craig Council, you mentioned Craig Council right there. And we'll get into uh counts here in just a second. But 
Um, Tuesday morning, I, I believe, I'm pretty sure it's Tuesday, I'll be filling in for Bart. Well, I need to dig into a little more of the Craig Council in, in, in this regard. Jeff, I'm not quite sure I get the stance of the folks that don't like counsel. I don't either. I don't understand it. Uh, are are we watching two different teams? Exactly. Now, you know, Craig Council is frustrating. Uh, to me, he yanks his starters too early. Uh, you know, but there's problems, you know, and, and we second-guess managers all the time. That's what makes baseball so great. But... Uh, you know, so there's definitely things to nitpick, but my God, how could you not love the success that he's had every, uh, you know, every year he's been yep. here? Yep. And everybody, you talk to, you hear interviews with his peers and fellow managers and fellow announcers and even some of the national guys saying that they believe that Craig Council is the best manager in the National League. How could you not be happy with that? Well, and that's what I want to get to on Tuesday. I'm, I'm okay uh, and open for dialogue. So educate me on that. For the, for the council haters, you'll want to tune in on Tuesday, and you can help me out. Right, in the meantime, they get a 7-4 victory tonight. We're going to hear from Woody coming up in just a second here. So uh, we'll hear from Craig Council. Got to be pretty pleased with Woodruff's outing and the patience in the seventh inning for his offense. Here's Counts. Craig, um... That seventh inning, obviously, the game kind of turned with all those walks. Did, did you think that the uh, the quality of at-bats for you guys uh, increased in that inning? Um, you know, what, was it control by Pittsburgh? Was it a combination of the two there? Yeah, I mean, we I thought we, we had a couple of really good at-bats. I thought, you know, Robertson had a good at-bat uh, to, to walk. Um, you know, we two got a hit off a tough righty. Vogie had a really good at bat. Um, then, then he, then he started falling behind a little bit. Uh, fell behind to Yelly. Um, and, uh, you know, we just kind of moved the line. We got a, you know, Omar and Willie and, and Jace had, you know, had some, had some easier at bats, but they still, they still battled and get a walk. So they did their jobs. Um, so we took advantage of some, some wildness, which is what you got to do and made them, made them be in the strike zone. And, they weren't in the strike zone that inning. Craig, Craig, on the other side, uh, Brandon, I think he was under 100 pitches for seven innings or something like that, even though maybe the swing and miss wasn't as much as usual. Just uh, what did you think of his performance tonight? Yeah, I mean, it, it was clear that they're an aggressive team. They're a team that makes contact. Um, so they, they were – they were being aggressive and, um, you know, he was, I think he was under 40 pitches through the first four innings. Um, and that was, that's a pretty clear indication that, you know, kind of anticipated that they were just going to be super aggressive. Um, so that's what they did. Um, you know, they, they got a couple pitches and, and did some damage with them, but, uh, what he, what he did a great job, you know, seven strong innings again. When you saw that hit, when you saw that hit from Yelich for the bases loaded, were you thinking that was a possible double leaving the bat? I mean, it looked like it's, it looked like a classic single up the middle to me. Just what it said, coming to hustle to get to second on that. Yeah, de definitely a hustle double for sure. Uh, really, just good base running and out of the box. You could you could see what he was thinking. Does that just remind you, especially you know, with the crowd coming alive right after that, probably being the loudest they, they were all night? Does that just remind you of the kind of thing that Christian Yelich can can provide this team? Well, I think it was, you know, the, the situation got got the crowd going for sure with bases loaded and, and Yelich up. Um, 
so that it was the situation that did it and, and the at-bats before that, that got us to that situation. So that the, the crowd definitely got into it for Yelich's at-bat. Craig, going back to Woody for a moment, um, what, what did you think of that bunt that he laid down? That's about as good as it gets in that situation, isn't it? Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, and that, that was a big play. I thought that, just another bit. I thought Omar Navarro made a great pick on a, on the in the fifth, I believe, when they let off with the double, and um, made a huge pick on when and Tom's at bat to 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 keep um, keep the guy at third base. Um, but what he, you know, we we practiced it. Uh, the pitchers are spending a lot of time working on their offense, and it's important to them. And um, you know, we get a run there, and that's that's a big difference in the game. Craig, I don't think um, Josh had pitched since I think it was last Saturday. If I have it right. Um, I think he was still throwing 98 or so today, so there was no real, no real rust. But I assume it was good to kind of get him in a game. Yeah, I mean, we we've been playing well, and we got Josh a little break, so that there's that's good news in my opinion. Um, you know, we we can. You know, and any breaks for these relievers that we can get, we're going to take for sure, and 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 use them to our advantage. So, um, I don't I don't feel like Josh necessarily. I, Josh does such a good job. He's in where his routine is at and how he warms up and his throwing program that I don't I don't feel like rust is an issue with him necessarily. I think being fresh is is the best thing for him. Sorry. Uh- Vogelback had that 10 pitch at bat where he uh, capped it with a double in the fifth. He had the two walks. Do you feel like he's um, kind of on the cusp of something bigger, something good, the way he's been so selective at the plate and been swinging the bat? I mean, I don't, I don't, I think Vogel's at bats have been, you know, he's, he's the ball strike stuff. He's great at, there's no question. I think what's what he's done lately is he's driven some balls to the gaps and, and over the fence. Um, but the ball strike stuff, he, he's been really consistent with that all year. There, there, that doesn't go in a slump for him. He's been outstanding with it. Um, and it, you know, it, it pays off. It's, it's going to pay off. It's going to pay dividends eventually. And, and um, you know, lately it's been paying dividends for sure. There he is, Craig Council, after the Brewers' 7-4 to victory. And we're going to hear from Brandon Woodruff. Uh, seven innings, two-run ball in just a second here. 7-9-9-12-50. I will say this, uh, I slightly disagree with Craig a little bit on uh, Josh Hader and his usage. I don't believe it was such a horrible thing to get him in tonight's ballgame. I, I don't. Hadn't pitched in almost a week. And we've seen at times throughout his career where if he doesn't pitch a lot, he'll come back. And uh, Craig used the uh, word rusty there. I don't know if I'd use that word, but it's you know, just not the same. So... I, it is a balance on, on how you use your closer, but long stretches of not pitching, I don't think is really good for, for any closer. I, I think you need to stay. Uh, there's, a, there's a certain degree of adrenaline rush, and there's just that, that being in the game kind of thing, mentally and, and physically, that goes along with that. Let's squeeze in Bob here before the break, and we'll hear from Woody up next. Hey, Bob, you're on the fan. Hey, Tim. Um, I want to say that as a, as a Brewer fan from day one, I actually went to the first game ever that the Brewers played. And, you know, the Brewers have always been known for their lumber, for their hitting. Yeah. And to have the three pitchers that we have in the starting rotation, I just pinched myself. It, this is like something I've never seen 
in all the years I've been following the Brewers. And I, I, I mean, we have a legitimate chance to go into every game uh, when those three guys are on the mound and have a chance to win. And there have been years where you're trotting out Bush and some of that garbage. I mean, you're just like, well, I guess we're going to get, you know, Randy Wolf. And I was like, oh, God. Um, this is really, really cool. And I really like the winning culture that Craig Council has instilled in the Brewer program. I mean, they are they are becoming like the second coming of the Packers where, you know, they build through the draft. Uh, they're, they, you know, they make the right moves. They got good good people in place. The Adamas trade is an amazing pickup as well. I just like where we're going right now, and it's got a it's got a good vibe to it. And uh, I would only say to those people that rip on Craig Council, be careful what you wish for, because if you're going to get rid of him, you better have a mighty good candidate to replace him because he he's a great manager. I really love the way he manages. All right, thank thanks for the call. Well, well said, and and we'll talk about that more on on uh, Tuesday morning uh, when I'm uh, just doing some uh, fill in work for for Bart there. Yeah, I, I you know the, the the culture has definitely changed, and and we can we can say that Craig Council is a, a huge part of that. I think Adonacio is a huge part of that too. Yeah, but, he uh, is. He is as well. I mean, he's the one that uh, you know is ultimately. You know, held accountable. I mean, how would you be, like to be in a situation like the Arizona Diamondbacks? I mean, that's a big market that they deal with bigger money. They got a bigger wallet. And Tori Lovello, I mean, I, I don't know how much longer he's got there. They've lost 30 of 35 games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is crazy. That's crazy bad. Yeah, that shortens the shelf life on anybody. And and they just, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, uh, we've heard rumblings from a lot of fans uh, on this show and others about Andy Haynes and, and the, the, the hitting coach situation. Um, I mean, the, the D-backs just let, uh, let go one of the best guys in baseball, one of the nicest guys in baseball, Darnell Coles, their hitting coach. Uh, former Brewers hitting coach was just released by the Diamondbacks. So, uh, you know, I, I guess it depends on what you compare it to. But I think, uh, again, Craig Council will get deeper into that conversation uh, on Tuesday, and maybe someone can help me out on what you know some of his deficiencies are. I, I don't see that there's a ton. No, I wouldn't say there's a ton either, but, you know, pitching uh, when he pulls his, uh, his starters and lineups, uh, you know, those are the two big ones for me. But those are biggies for a lot. Well, well, yeah, and know? that's what everybody debates year after year, yeah. every single manager, and that's what baseball, you know, that's why it's so great. Yeah, you know, look at look at Joe Madden in uh, in Chicago when when they were rolling hot and ultimately uh, you know deep into the playoffs and then uh, winning a World Series. Yeah, he was he was a, just a, a genius, and he was he was a wizard, and he couldn't make the wrong move. Well, then the ensuing years after that, he's like. Everyone's saying, what is he thinking? It's crazy what he's – it's crazy how it changes. Well, like and it too. changes like that for everybody. Yep. Uh, back when Dusty Baker went to the Cubs, you know, they sat there and they announced what kind of toothpick that he has, and all of a sudden those toothpicks were sold out nationwide. And, you know, Dusty was a savior and all that, then they struggle in the playoffs and he couldn't run them out of town fast enough. Same thing happened with Lou Pinella. Same thing happened with Joe Madden. That's just the way it goes. 
Uh, the long-standing managers, just there's something about them. I mean, there's there's just something. Some they find a way to compete on a on a, a yearly basis, on a, on a monthly basis, on a series basis. They just find a way, regardless of the personnel. Well, there's That's, definitely a reason why Craig Council is the longest tenured manager in uh, in the National League. No question about it. No question about it. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. All right, Woody. Uh, his ERA it just ballooned up to 152 after this performance tonight. Seven innings, just a couple of runs given up. We'll hear from the Brewers' right-hander next here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove after a 7-4 win. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. 7-4 final. Brewers now at 36-27. Nine games over 500 as they take game one of this three-game weekend set at American Family Field over the Pittsburgh Pirates and Pirates, as we know, the last time they uh, played a three-game set, they can be a little on the pesky side, and they are an aggressive team. They also uh, will, will fight you a little bit on the ABs. They get some balls uh, in play, and and if they find if they find leather, uh, your pitch count's going to be down. That's what Woody experienced today, um, and you know I thought for a while there that boy this this dude's going to hit the CG column. And I really thought he was he was going to go the distance, but you, know, you got to him uh, was a span of of uh, three out of four hitters went full count on him uh, right around that sixth inning mark or so, and and from the fifth into the sixth that that kind of that 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 kind of raised it up a little bit to to normalcy, and he didn't end up uh, going deeper than the seven, but we'll take that two runs, seven innings. Let's hear from the Brewers right-hander. What do you, um, what, what did you make of your start tonight? Um, I, I thought it was, um, it went well. It, um, I was able to get some early outs, um, in the beginning of the game. And I knew coming in that this was, um, this is going to be a tough lineup. I know they don't, they don't strike out a lot. It's a contact oriented team. Um, they try to get a lot of action on the bases. So, um, I knew that they were going to be aggressive early and I knew I just had to make some pitches early and, uh, just try to get some quick outs and, um, you know, thankfully defense was, was, uh, locked in tonight, man. They played great. So that got me through, got me through the seventh. And then, um, Luis's play there in the seventh was, was huge. And Omar called a great game. So all around, it was a, a big team win. Was that, uh, that Homer that Gamel hit off you? Was that some familiarity, maybe him knowing what you do or what would you um, just up to a bad pitch? Yeah. I, I don't think there's any secret to what I try to do. I think I, um, that's, that's Benny's, that's Benny G's swing, man. He, uh, that down and in and I, and I, I just pulled a sinker and kind of left it flat and he just hammered it. So, um, yeah, he, he got me, but then I was, I was able to get him back that next, that next at bat. So. How proud were you of that bunt to bring in a run there in that in the early part of the game? I didn't, I didn't know. I knew, I, I knew, it was huge. Um, I knew I had to get it down. Uh, I didn't quite know, you know, if I, if, if I didn't get it, 
if I didn't bunt it hard enough, if the the runner from third was going to be able to score. Um, but thankfully, he got a great jump and and got in there, and and uh, Jackie was still in second with a you know chance you know run runner scoring position. So uh, that was that was a big play there in the moment, and uh, with a, with a guy who like DeYoung who pitches up in the zone like that, it's it can be tough to bunt and get a bunt down when they're when they're throwing that high fastball. Hey, Brandon, I think in the fifth inning, there was a runner on third, one out. Um, yeah. yeah. I know you talked about not getting as much, you know, maybe strikeouts or swing and miss, but that was an instance where you did. I think it was with a changeup. What did you think of yeah. the execution there on that one? Uh, that was big. I hadn't been I hadn't been pleased with my changeup the last uh, probably three, three outings or so and three or four outings. And uh, it's been a pitch that's kind of um, – left me for just a little bit and I worked hard on it in between this start. So, um, it was one of those where runner on third, I knew he was going to be swinging and going to be aggressive. If I could just, I tried to get a fastball by him at the top of the zone. And then once I saw that he was, um, he was in swing mode, I, I knew I, I just had to locate a, a good change up and was able to do that and get a big strike out there. And then, uh, with the pitcher on deck, I was able to kind of wiggle out of that inning. Does that become – is that like a uh, call from Omar? You mentioned like not being overly confident in it going into the – going into this game. Yeah, it was it was a call from from Omar. Um, and it's one of those – whatever he puts down, I'm, I'm comfortable with. Uh, I just – it's not that I'm not confident in it. I just haven't been executing it the way I want to and getting the, the correct movement I want. So, um, still confident in all four or five pitches. And um, I just got to – make some better pitches. So I was able to kind of get two strikes there a little bit, but wasn't able to put a couple guys away. They, they're, they're a tough team, man. They're a good, good uh, contact oriented team. So it was, it was tough and they put up some great at bats. It's been a tough, I know, first couple of months for, for Christian. So to see him, um, you know, be the one to get that big hit, be the one to make the crowd come alive. Like just what's that like for, for you and just for everyone in the dugout? Yeah, I think, um, Yelly's used to doing that, man. He's um, he's our guy. So, um, I mean, what what it, what what happened in eighteen and nineteen is no accident. This guy's one of the best players on the planet, and um, he just you know he he hasn't forgotten how to hit. So, um, you know, he it's a long year, man. He um, and and he's always the guy that's going to get pitched the toughest. So. Um, you got to give credit to Yelly. Came up in a big spot and, and got a ball through, and uh, hopefully that, that that keeps him going. What do you guys are on a heck of a roll as a team right now? What's the confidence level like in the clubhouse? It's it's big, man. It's it's huge. Um, I think everybody's coming to the ballpark, um, ready to work, ready to play, and um, you know, looking forward to getting out there and trying to win. Um, we know it's. It's it's just now June, but um, every game counts. And I think once you look back, and every it seems like every year you get to the end of the year, and it's always there, there's a couple of games where you're like, man, we wish you know we could have won those. And I think games like tonight are are, are huge to win. And um, yeah, it's it, I think we're feeling good as a team right now. And I think uh, we're just playing good baseball and putting together good at bats, and we're, we're throwing the ball well as a team and playing good defense and just all around good baseball. So. Um, we just got to keep at it. 
Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. We just heard from Brewers right-hander Brandon Woodruff, and part of his uh, comments there regarding Christian Yelich in our ABC audio video play of the game in this one, of course the crowd going crazy. You just had that feeling, and you do have that feeling, that he's going to mash at some point, but it has to start somewhere. He's drawn his walks, hit a couple of home runs, uh, in the in the last uh, ten days or so, eight days or so, that's a good sign. The walks are a good sign, but he uh, he came through today. Bases were juiced in a uh, game in which was sort of in the balance there. And I, I think when you when you look at a uh, tie game in in this year's configuration of Brewers baseball, when you look at a tie game in the seventh inning, if you can get the lead in the bottom half at home. You know you've got a combination of Box, Williams, and Hayter. Any way you want to divide that up, you know you're pretty much going to win a baseball game. Is it a walk-off hit in the seventh inning? Well, not in, not technically, it's not. But really, when you get down to it more times than not, it turns out to be Christian Yelich bases loaded in that seventh inning. Ground ball towards the middle. Robertson's in. Urias is in, streaking to second with a double as Christian Yelich Brewers have the lead. What a big hit for Yelich. Hadn't had many opportunities this year with the bases loaded, but he came through there on the 3-1 count. That is huge for Christian Yelich, as heard on Bally Sports Wisconsin as uh, the Brewers go on. Uh, for six walks in that inning, a couple of hits, and five runs to break the game open just a little bit. And they go on again for that 7-4 to four victory. All right, so we, uh, I've been, uh, we'll, we'll take, a, take a look at tomorrow's matchup in just a second here. Uh, Jeff, you and I have been discussing off the air a little bit uh, the, the pace of play. And, and, and the pace of play, I think, you know, uh, MLB had determined that, you know, maybe – that would be an issue. I think that popped up, what, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And now we've got not only pace of play, but we also have a lack of offense, I think, collectively. Uh, we're seeing some all-time lows. Okay, so how do we fix both, if you will? I guess we, tr- we tried, and they didn't want to enforce the stay in the batter's box <laughs> rule. They institute these rules, and then they don't enforce them. Right. All right. Uh, you, you try and enforce, uh, or, or institute a rule of mound visits and no one really cares. Is anyone counting when Omar heads out there or, you know, Contreras goes out there in the Cubs situation when he goes out there 17 times or steps about four feet in front and then talks to the pitch no one is counting anymore. It, it just doesn't matter. I think if you want to fix the offense, the pace of play is the pace of play. I don't, I don't want to see any ties in baseball. That's that's one thing. I'll draw the line there. We're not going to tie. There's going to be a winner here, some way, shape, or form. But uh, and and if 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 it takes four and a half hours to not have a tie, I'll deal with that. the The issue to me is if you want offense to come back. I don't know if this is a combination of you know baseballs being manufactured a little bit differently. 
whether it's uh, spin rate and you know guys fudging on a baseball and using using some stuff uh, for this lack of offense issue, I just say the pace of play, let it alone. It'll solve itself if if you institute uh, an aggressive, bring the offense back kind of campaign, and that is. When there's a tough H eight or nine pitch at bat like Vogelback today, you don't you don't get to go and give him a timeout because your pitcher's you know getting he's getting a little tired in this AB so he can get his get a second wind and then he can go back at at Vogelback. If it's in an effort to get offense back into play here, then we need to pitch the baseball. Yeah, yeah, I think that you know there's two issues. There's pace of play. And there's lack of action. Mm -hmm. And now what's refreshing to me this season is that it seems like, and I've watched just a a ton of baseball uh, this year, and, you know, it seems like the stolen base is coming back in fashion. And I love it because that's such a very exciting play. Uh, You know, but... With the whole thing with the the pitchers and you know MLB trying to enforce the the stickum and stuff and uh, the reports came out today about how much lower the spin rate is on most of these guys' fastball mm-hmm. since the announcement. I think that both the action and the offense and hence these players' averages are going to start rising quickly. For me, the mound visits or you know, you you go out there with the catcher first, and then the manager follows. You know, to give your guy a few extra pitches, warming up in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't have a problem with that. This game, a seven-four Brewers victory, was boring as hell. Eleven walks and For the thank, Brewers' offense, right? And thank God that the Brewers' pitching didn't walk a soul. Because if they would have walked five or six guys, this game is still going on right now. 11 walks. You know, there's the problem. But you you kind of can't have it both ways where you say that everything is favoring the pitchers and we got to take away this stick them. But now all of a sudden you got 11 walks and then mix in pace of play. It's, it's just a jumbled mess. You know... Like you, like what we were saying off the air, and what you said was a very good point. You have rule if you if you have a rule, enforce it. If you don't want to enforce it, either get the rule off the books or amend the rule. And I agree with that. That's it's pretty simple. That, that to me, and that's just life. It, there's a process to change things a little bit, and then that's fine if you, if you want to morph over into based on more information, based on more evidence, based on everyone, you know, coming up with a consensus that, you know, this, this will improve the product. Oh, I get that. There's, there's just a process in which you change that rule. But this rule with, with the doctoring of baseball has been on the books for many, many years. It's, it's just looked away from. And I, I recall it was probably, what, three or so years ago, three or four years ago when you th- – this industry had the offense duped into <laughs> saying we feel safer when they're doctoring the baseballs. Right. That, to me, was a joke. 
that that to me when you, when when these guys said, "Well, they got to have control. They're throwing 99 miles an hour and, and you know, I don't want to be up there when they don't have control of the baseball." Are you sure you want to go with that philosophy? Are well, you sure you want to go there because they're costing you money? Well, that was the exact same excuse they used when uh, when they announced that Arizona was going to be able to uh, put the baseballs in a humidor because it was going to give the uh, the pitchers better control of the ball. So, well, you it's, know, it's it's crazy. Better control. Better control means stop throwing it as hard as you can. Hello. And then you'll have better control. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm no expert, but that to me makes sense. All right, uh, we'll check out tomorrow's matchup. Looks like another good one, a 310 start. Uh, we'll have that for you on the way. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show driven by our friends at the Great Lakes Dragway, a legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. We'll be back here on the fan. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. You got Corbin Burns on the hill for game two of this three-game set, and my goodness, what will happen if Corbin Burns' ERA balloons to about 210? Uh-oh. Heaven the forbid. Sky's gonna be, yeah, the sky's going to be falling because look at – Look at what uh, Woodruff did tonight. Seven innings, two runs, and, man, ERA is just skyrocketing up to uh, buck <laughs> 52. Um, Chad Cool, however, 561 with an 0-3 mark is going to go for Pittsburgh. Maybe time to make hay a little bit in this one, and uh, we'll see. First pitch. 310. That's a uh, late afternoon uh, start time. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. It's been fun tonight. We'll do it again tomorrow night, that's for sure. Game two of the three-game set for Jeff Orlowski, the Polish pipe bomb is what we call him, the best nickname in radio. My name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night and smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.